Welcome back to The Daily Drum on WHUR, Sirius XM Channel 141, 96.3 HD2, and 98.3 FM. This is the Insight Segment. I'm Harold Fisher. He is the 18th president of Howard University. Tonight we sit down with Dr. Ben Vinson III. About all things Howard University, we have lots of questions for Dr. Vinson tonight, and I'm sure you do too. Lines are open at 202-319-7810, 202-319-7810. You can X me at hfisherwhur or find me on Instagram at Harold T. Fisher. Also joining us tonight briefly is Howard University Police Chief Marcus Lyles as we discuss safety issues for this homecoming week and beyond. Mr. President, congratulations. Welcome to Howard University. Thanks for being on the program. It is a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. Uh, before we get started, I just got to say for your uh, listening audience, uh, I grew up listening to the Daily Drum, and uh, it is it is a delight to to be on this program and uh, sp- and speaking with our community. So I uh, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming in as well. I want to get to some uh, some important things first. This is you know, Howard University's homecoming weekend. It's a big event, not just for Howard. It's a big event for Washington, D.C. You have people coming from all over the place uh, to attend. Uh, Obviously, there are some concerns considering the shootings that happened at Bowie State University, um, my alma mater, Morgan State University. Uh, What is your message going into this weekend for visitors and Appreciate that. Uh, first, let me say uh, I am I'm saddened by the events that took place on uh, at, at Morgan State, Bowie State, and even at uh, at Jackson at Jackson State uh, University. Uh, these are uh, these are tragic uh, incidents, uh, and um, they are uh, they're just difficult for any any campus and community to deal with. Uh, here at Howard, uh, some of the things that that you should know is that we are indeed stepping up our our security uh, our, our security profile. Uh, we are also encouraging our students um, uh, through through social media, uh, through uh, th- through discussions, uh, through um, uh, through various channels to really really be extra vigilant this weekend. Um, we we want our community to be safe. Uh, we have um, a device called a Palm device, uh, which is called a peace of mind uh, device that um, we are encouraging our students to use. It allows, uh, if, if our students find themselves in a situation where they need assistance, um, using this device will immediately call uh, the authorities uh, so that they can receive help in real time. Um, so really, it's, it's a blitz of messaging. It's uh, making sure that we remind people to be vigilant, of course, to enjoy these events. I mean, this is a very special weekend. It's, in fact, it's a magical weekend, uh, and uh, we want everyone to enjoy themselves, but to be responsible, to be safe. Yeah. Uh, Chief Lyles, if you could drill down a little bit more about some of the things that you can uh, talk about regarding uh, safety on campus as President Vincent just said, it's usually you know it's it's usually not the people who are attending. It's not the the Howard alum. It, it, it it's not the students. It's outside forces that often cause chaos and confusion. Chief Lyles, uh, can, can you hear me? 
Yes, I hear you. And thank you, Mr. Vincent. Hello, Mr. President, and uh, to our, our, our larger community. Uh, at the end of the day, universities, uh, in my opinion, are, are a microcosm of our larger society. Uh, you know, the reality is our nation is in the midst of a, a heightened threat environment. And that's not an HBCU issue. Uh, that's not uh, a Howard issue. Uh, that's something that campus safety department, uh, metropolitan police department, and, and federal agencies are all dealing with. Uh, across the nation. Uh, as it relates to uh, specific threats, uh, Howard has not received uh, to date uh, a specific threat related to homecoming, um, but we've been planning for six months. Uh, this is something that I just started, uh, and we are well prepared uh, with our force and with our, our local and federal partners uh, to address uh, any safety-related uh, Threat uh, posed by by bad actors. What might visitors during homecoming see that they've not seen in the past? Well, uh, they'll see what they they'll see what they've seen in the past. They'll see a, a heightened posture uh, as it relates to resources. Uh, it's all it's all hands-on deck approach uh, in which we'll be working long hours. Um, but we're so excited about the event. Uh, it, it, it drives us. It's nothing like a Howard homecoming. Uh, seeing family, communities come together, alums, um, and our students really uh, understand uh, what this is all about, many of them uh, for their first time. Uh, and, and there are a few uh, safety mechanisms uh, from technology to uh, covert uh, resources that, that will not be seen. So uh, within our safety plan, uh, like I said, we plan for, for well over six months, uh, and we're well, we'll, we are well prepared uh, to address uh, any threats uh, that we may see. Mm. Uh, President Vincent, you mentioned this POM device, the POM device. Uh, how do you give parents peace of mind when they hear about, you know, incidents um, at you know, black college campuses across the country? You know, of course, we had that unfortunate uh, incident with the construction worker earlier this year. And you know, how, how do you allay their fears? I have to go back to my own uh, experience as a father, uh, to be quite honest with you. And what is it that I would want to see uh, when my kids step on campus? They are not quite there yet, but they are in high school, and uh, or I have a daughter in high school, my, my boys emerging middle school students, and um, one of the things that we've seen over time is that these our schools have become increasingly, uh, increasingly uh, vigilant about uh, about safety. So my message is: universities and Howard University as well. One of our top priorities is the safety of our students. We're going to do everything we could possibly do to help make sure that our students are safe. We're also going to make sure that our students 
work in a buddy system so that they can encourage each other as well. We're going to let them know that we work also with our Metropolitan Police Department uh, in, in making sure that we create the safest environment that we can. But I will also remind them that we are living in an urban environment, um, and that uh, no matter where you go, uh, there will be challenges. Uh, but we will do everything that we possibly can uh, to help uh, make sure that their children are in the safest possible environment possible. 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. We are talking with Dr. Ben Vincent III, the 18th president of Howard University, new on the job. And we have questions. If you do have questions for Dr. Vincent, you can give us a call. Lines are open at 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. About that point that you, you just made, I, I will say just from my own observations, leaving here at night, I think the students are getting the buddy system message. Uh, I have been very purposeful in watching them. And you know, my, my picklehead daughter graduated from Howard here in 2020. And I used to tell her, you know, walk, you know, with someone. But like I said, she was a picklehead and she often walked by herself. But I will say that every single night for the past several months, when I really started paying attention, particularly when the new students came through, that almost to a student, I very, very rarely see students walking along Bryant Street by themselves. I think I saw one last night and and briefly, you know, speaking to them about it and not often because you know, let them be students, but they are seeming to get that message. And I think that's probably one of the most important things right now. There is obviously safety in numbers. Absolutely. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you're recognizing that I'm, I am new on the ground, so I don't have the, those observations. But this is a message we're reinforcing over and over. And we're not just doing it because students hear it from adults. Uh, it's one thing. But we are encouraging our students themselves, our student government, uh, for instance, is, uh, is really out there trying to voice this message. And uh, apart from that, we're, we're making people aware that this is part of common sense. It's part of growing up. Uh, this is a part of the, the, the overall development. So uh, these are just various ways we're touching upon this. I asked you what your message was for parents. What is your message for for students, and I'm sure they've heard it uh, before, but I think our listeners would be interested in hearing, uh, you know, the the language that you would use with students to really kind of emphasize the importance, because obviously parents and students are, are two different animals. Absolutely. So one of the things we want to encourage is that this is a special time, right? This is homecoming. This is a chance for our students not just to build community amongst themselves, but to do that with our returning alumni. 
this place is on fire uh, right now with uh, with good vibes, uh, and it's also something that connects us to our community. Everything that I've been seeing in the preparations, all of this is emphasizing the fluidity between us, our students, our alumni, and our community. But as they go out and as they enjoy homecoming, be safe. Be safe. Be mindful. There's a way to enjoy, but there's a way to enjoy that responsibly. That is the message that we're trying to encourage. 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. We are talking to Howard University President Dr. Ben Vinson III. If you have any comments or questions, lines are open all the way up until... As always, 8 o'clock at 202-319-7810, 202-319-7810. Real quick before the break, and we can talk about it a little bit more on the other side. Uh, obviously, you said this is a magical time, mecha magic, as some would say. Uh, you can use that. You don't have to pay me for it. <laughs> but um, let's talk about some of the fun stuff of, of homecoming, you know, coming up. We are, air quotes, post-pandemic, but, you know... But also, that's also obviously obviously something that is on the minds of everyone. But kind of give me the rundown of your expectation during the course of this weekend. This will be my first time at a Howard homecoming. Mm. But there are many things I got to say that I'm already starting to appreciate. First of all, the good food that's going to be available. Lots of it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so I'm already seeing some of that. And then even members of my staff are running down today trying to get a get a bite uh, on the street. We've got we've got incredible vendors that are going to be out the entertainment, as my uh, children like to say, will be off the chain. Uh, I can't get into uh, specifics uh, at this point, but um, let's just say we're going to have some uh, some incredible acts and we're going to live up to our tradition of, uh, uh, of really supplying uh, uh, the, the center of black culture. Uh, it will be alive and well and kicking at the Mecca. Uh, so those are some of the things that, 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 that I'm really relishing. But all around homecoming, what I didn't fully appreciate is that it's more than just uh, Saturday. Uh, there's a step show. There's a fashion show going on in about 20 minutes. Um, I was at a lavender reception last night. Um, all and you're wearing lavender for those in the in the room. Just a little bit more purple than lavender. Yeah, I will but say. It, it means nothing. But anyway. <laughs> Dr. Vincent, hold on just one moment. I need to take a break, but we will continue our conversation with you in just a bit. 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. We're going to take a break, but don't forget you can hear every edition of the Daily Drum Inside segment via podcast on WHUR.com. You can also download the 96.3 HD2 app on your smartphone and hear the program live in its entirety. Stay with us. The Daily Drum will continue on Sirius XM Channel 141 and 96.3 HD2. I'm Harold Fisher. John Mons is next with the original Quiet Storm. That's on WHUR. We'll be back with this conversation on Sirius XM Channel 141 in just a few seconds. Welcome back to The Daily Drum on Sirius XM Channel 141. I'm Harold Fisher. We continue our conversation with the new president of Howard University, Dr. Ben Vinson III. Lines are open at 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. You can certainly X me at hfisherwhur, or you can find me on Instagram at Harold T. Fisher. Uh, besides the food, um, what will be your 
expectations for you know for the game and and the other kinds of the things that you would be looking forward to so let me just say this uh, i've been able to see our uh, awesome football team uh, in action over the past several weeks uh, uh, we uh, clobbered morehouse uh, we hung in there with hampton uh, uh, we almost uh, beat northwestern uh, we had a little hiccup with Harvard, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, we lick our <laughs> wounds. Uh, but I'm expecting a fantastic game. Our, our football player is going to be out on the gridiron fighting uh, fighting for, uh, for glory. Uh, it is going to be uh, an incredible spectacle. People are going to watch some really good college football uh, on Saturday. And outside of that, uh, people are going to be connecting. They're going to be, uh, uh, it's going to be quite, uh, uh, quite a spectacle. Um, one of the things I didn't quite appreciate and uh, I, I've been seeing some of our alums and, uh, and friends. Um, the, the fashion show is not just tonight. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a weekend. I've, I've seen some outfits. Uh, wow. Uh, and some of those uh, were designed by, uh, by, by the people wearing them. So uh, th- this is incredible. Uh, and the merchandise. Um, we've got creative merchandise out there. Uh, and so uh, our vendors are, are going to be selling uh, uh, all kinds of uh, incredible things. This is just a celebration of who we are. Um, in all of our sense, our entrepreneurial sense, our, our sports sense, our cultural sense, every way you can imagine it, it's on showcase at the Mecca. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, and you said, you know, it's not just for, you know, homecoming on Saturday. I thought you were going to say it's a fashion show every day at Howard because, you know, that I mean, certainly that's the way it is at HBCUs. I, I will say and to, to that point, And that's one of the things I did want to to ask you about, because you you come from. Uh, Ivy League stock, okay. Um, what are your impressions of of Howard, not as Howard University, the mecca, but just as as an HBCU coming from you know Case Western Reserve? You obviously you you went to Columbia for for undergrad. I tried to go, parents couldn't afford it, but um, <laughs> I don't think I had the grades, but. But honestly, what were your impressions when you kind of compare it to your own personal experience and and what you're seeing and feeling kind of every day? Great question. So let me start by saying, first of all, when I look at a Howard student, when I look at what's happening in the classroom, what's taking place there is on par with any institution in America. Our students are coming out confident. They're getting a first-rate education. I'm impressed with the way our professors are going, and they're not just teaching here. They're uplifting our students, getting them ready. When I've gone to these other in, uh, to other institutions, some of these games, I was at Harvard, I was at Northwestern, and I see the alumni that we've had that have gone to these institutions. One thing that impresses me is that is the way they talk about the way they've been prepared. Our students hold their own with anybody. Uh, I am so proud of what happens here at Howard University with the Howard University education. Uh, when I think about uh, uh, the other institutions that I've been, again, Dartmouth, Columbia, I've worked at Johns Hopkins, I've worked at Case West Reserve, GW. Another thing that, that, that impresses me is that these are all fine institutions. You can get a great education there but you're not getting that transformational experience that you get at Howard University. Explain that. Again, what I am seeing is that our students come here, they get anchored, they get rooted in the legacy. Uh, 
It means something as they go through their educational experience. I have talked with alumni who've said that when, when times are tough and when they think about, uh, you know, I can't make it through, sometimes they think about the people who have walked the walls, walked the, walked the, uh, the yard. They think about some of the professors who were here, the greats, uh, Thurgood Marshall, Tony Morrison, you name it. That inspires them. It picks them up. Our professors lean on these great figures in their own work, and it encourages a transformational uplift. That's what I'm seeing, and that's what I've been seeing in my first six weeks uh, here, uh, Harold, uh, here at, uh, at, at Howard University. 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. Bobby calling from D.C. Thanks for calling, Bobby. What's on your mind? President Vincent, welcome to Washington, D.C. So happy to have you here. Bobby, it's a delight to be here. Uh, thank you so much for the call. Absolutely, man. You know, we're talking about homecoming and we're talking about the football team, which they're doing super excellent this year. I shout out to Larry Scott. Uh, you know, President, I, I just wanted to ask a question. You know, what are your thoughts and uh, are there any talks about building a new football facility for the thrive, now thriving football program? An excellent, an excellent question. Uh, I'm still getting my my feet wet, to be honest with you, Bobby. Uh, but I do recognize that uh, a team of this caliber, uh, you know, deserves the the best we could possibly provide for them so that they can succeed. Um, and also, uh, you know, the stadium is also a statement to uh, to Howard and the community. So uh, it'd be something I I will look into. And uh, and thanks for bringing it up. Uh, I certainly uh, have no promises right now because I'm still learning. But uh, but Bobby, you raise a great point. Bobby, thank you so much for your phone call. Uh, 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. You know, one of the things that you just spoke about, you spoke about some of the, you know, great voices of Howard uh, in, in, in the past. How do you build on that great legacy? The important thing to remember about legacy, and I am a professional historian, so let me just say this. Uh, let me start there. Legacy means nothing if you are not building future legacies. Um, because, the, and that's the beauty of it. Um, th what, what's important here is that these figures inspire future greatness. And you create an environment for innovation to happen, for curiosity to be maximized, for people to feel confident about their learning and, and what that means in taking them forward. To me, that's the, that's, that's the essence. That's the essence of this. And when I think about legacy, I don't think always about the past. I'm thinking about the future. So in, in, doing, in doing so, be, because, and, and let me say that, you know, my daughter isn't the only one. My father went here also. So I am... Yeah, I, I am. <laughs> I am very, very, you know, aware of the power of that legacy, the power of its history. Indeed, as you you know, for many people around the world, when you talk about you know black higher education, Howard is the only name they know. 
I mean, you know, no shade to the other HU, or maybe there is shade <laughs> to the other HU. That's a that's a whole different thing. I'm not gonna go there with you. Not, yeah, not well, well, let me let me tell you, how, they will this weekend <laughs> because because the Hampton people will certainly be here. So you know, just just get ready for those folks. But um, but in, in building on that legacy and history, particularly right now when we are in. You know, at a time when there was so much push pushback on black history and, and how it is taught, how it is received in this country, and certainly Howard University, uh, among other schools, certainly, but Howard University really is the brain trust, arguably, for it, truth as it relates to our history. So, you know, what what is your if you can share your strategy for really kind of building on that and to make sure that 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 legacy of historical truth re remains very much alive. So Harold, I, let me start by saying, first of all, and you're familiar with this, if you have that kind of a heritage with our institution, that our motto is truth and service. Mm -hmm. And we will never waver from that. Uh, and what that means is making sure that we bring to our faculty uh, people who are who are willing to pursue that, um, and and especially uncovering the black experience. Our history as a country, our history as a world, is not complete without understanding black history. We have been so important to the evolution of so many societies around the world. I uh, am a historian of Latin America. Uh, I studied the black experience in uh, in Mexico. And uh, let me just say that um, that's also an example. The more that we reach out and explore the truth of the black experience, not just here, but looking at that in all geographies around the world, that's what Howard's about. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why I, I became so attracted uh, to this institution, because I realize that that is our essence. It's our responsibility to make sure that's carried forward. Let me go back to the uh, phone lines, 202-319-7810, 202-319-7810. Eric calling from D.C. Thanks for calling, Eric. What's on your mind? Um, with, the, with the president and everything, as far as the, the school itself, will the, will the campus be purchasing more buildings around the campus to provide more housing and also more cultural experiences for the students that come from around the world here because I know how it is compact, but to invest in something like a rebuild of RFK for the for the football team to be able to showcase and actually put on a, a larger thing to draw more money and draw more students in. It's an excellent question as well. Uh, you have some great listeners out there, Harold. Uh, let me say that we are uh, we have a we have a wonderful capital plan. Uh, and uh, our capital plan, which is uh, how we are thinking about our, uh, our, our the, the, the shape and, and the look of Howard over the next several years, does include uh, looking for opportunities for us to do more building. Um, uh, we are uh, working on a hospital project. Uh, we're looking at uh, uh, we're looking at dorm space. Uh, we're looking at partnerships where we can uh, include um, uh, more uh, uh, businesses and, and co-locate ourselves uh, with businesses. Uh, so we are actively looking uh, for to, to to really.
really expand our, the Howard's footprint um, in a very positive and meaningful way for Washington, D.C. Um, to do that responsibly in league with our city, thinking about affordable housing, thinking about uh, the things that matter in our community. These are, these are things that we are, we are actively working on. Eric, thank you so much for your phone call. Uh, to to that point, what do you see as some of the, the biggest challenges as you stepped in the door? I know you said that you are still learning, and and I'm sure that it, the, the learning curve, even after six weeks, is really steep. But... Um, but even in coming on campus, you know, do you have a list that you're kind of developing that says, oh, I definitely want to do this. I want to do this and this. Yeah, I think I need to address this also. It's at a very high level. Uh, it's trying to make sure that we are a well-oiled machine. I mean, that's probably the best way to, to put it that we, our systems are working, uh, that our policies and procedures, these are the things that, that really when you, when you get to an institution, they make it run. We want to make sure that's running as best as possible. Now, second is this, what I'm about to say is not just a Howard story. Mm-hmm. It's an HBCU story. And uh, where I'm going with that is that we are institutions that have not often benefited from uh, the uh, from from the great philanthropy, uh, that means investments from uh, from outsiders and from alumni, etc. Uh, that have uh, that some of our competitors and peers are, especially at the uh, predominantly white institutions. We just don't have the same uh, endowment um, uh, that some of these institutions are that we're competing with, quite frankly, have. So that's gonna that has had an impact on uh, on some of the things that that your callers bring up in terms of our physical structure and things of this nature. Um, so we're gonna continue to work hard so that we can try to turn the corner on that uh, as 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 best as possible. It's gonna be a lift, uh, but this certainly within my sights. And, and and outside of of course bringing you know more money to the university, but again, are are there some things? Are there some things that that are first things first for you? So again, uh, as I, when I get back to it again, our processes, the, the things that 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 make the institution run well, making sure that our educational experience is as uh, as strong as it could possibly be, and really spotlighting faculty research. Uh, we are an institution uh, that is uh, that is actually achieving incredible heights in the way we are doing transformative research on matters such as um, uh, uh, disparities, health disparities, when we look at social justice, when we look at uh, the, the legal profession, uh, these are areas of strength. Uh, these are areas where we can contribute uniquely. Uh, Howard University's uh, faculty can contribute uniquely in these areas. Uh, the way we raise uh, 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 ethical entrepreneurs, people who care about their communities. Um, these are things that have defined us for so long. And these are the things that I want to continue to polish and make stronger over the next several years, starting today. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to continue our conversation with Howard University President Dr. Ben Vincent III. Lines are still open at 202-319-7810, 202-319-7810. On the other side of the break, we're going to get into his business, find out a little bit more about who he is. We'll be back in a moment.
Welcome back to The Daily Drum on Sirius XM Channel 141. I'm Harold Fisher. We are continuing our conversation with Dr. Ben Vincent III. He is the new president of Howard University. I got a text from a friend of mine uh, who also uh, used to live in LaDroit Park. And she said, additional footnote about Howard University. It's in the thick of old black Hollywood and black wealth, Pearl Bailey, Anna Cooper, and the purple one, Prince. He used to have a um, party house on T Street. Not, not a lot of people knew that. I never knew that. A- absolutely. He most certainly did. He most certainly did. Can I uh, use that? That's a fact. Yeah, it most certainly is. You'll have, you have to talk to somebody who's been around for a little while. But yeah, that was, a, that was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, in a purple galaxy far, far away. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit uh, about you. Uh, can you can you give me the 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 quick Dr. Vincent bio? You know where are you from? You know where did you where did you grow up? What did you want to be when you grew up? Certainly. So I was born in Rapid City, South Dakota. Um, my dad is uh, was in the Air Force, and uh, uh, I don't remember it too much because we left early. I was raised partly in Vicenza, Italy, and, um, and we lived in a uh, small town called Sovizzo, uh, just outside of uh, the big city of Vicenza, and uh, that was an important part of my life. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I'm a historian of the African diaspora, because I'm thinking about blackness and what it's what is like outside of the United States. Uh, it's uh, something that, I've, that I grew up with. Came back to the D.C. area. Uh, my dad's final assignment was at the Pentagon. And I lived at Bowling Air Force Base uh, for a period of time. Uh, went to uh, um, uh, high school at Bishop Ireton High School in Alexandria, Virginia. Um, I uh, went to upper middle school in uh, uh, St. Rita's Elementary off Glebe Road. And, and uh, uh, went on uh, from there to, uh, uh, we moved into Maryland at that point. Um, and uh, so D.C. has been foundational. I, it's good being back home. It's good being here in Commander's Country, which we called a different name uh, uh, some time ago. Um, I was going to ask, so is it, tell the truth, shame the devil, is it Commanders or Cowboys? <laughs> that could be, you know, depends on, that That could have a lot to do with where, you know, where you sit in restaurants sometimes or, you know, how people look at you. I am all Commanders. I held season tickets for about five years. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, when I was working at GW. And uh, no, no, no. I, and I remember those days, Joe Theismann, John Riggins, the Hogs, mm-hmm. Gary Clark, Art Monk, you, you name it. Man, these guys were phenomenal. So that's uh, that's part of me. I also uh, slipped into Wizards, uh, um, being a Wizards fan as well. Uh, man, I remember uh, Gilbert Arenas and some of the, some of the great games that uh, he and Ron Butler and the others uh, kind of threw up. Uh, man, fantastic, uh, fantastic. So that's part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this DC DMV is uh, just um, so important to me, and it's great to be back here, be back home. One of the other things that that also happened this year, uh, the the big Supreme Court decision about affirmative action. A lot of people paying attention to that as it relates to to college admissions. What impact do you believe that will have? on not only the Howard community specifically, but also making sure that these educational opportunities exist for 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 black children as they move into post-secondary education. So let me start by saying HBCUs, Howard University not excluded, we want maximum choice. Uh, 
we want to make sure that uh, that uh, underrepresented minorities, black youth, have the chance to go wherever they would like. Of course, you know, personally, me, I'm being president of Howard. I wonder, would love them to right. come to Howard University. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. But the truth is, we want to make sure that we have a society is in which uh, education, uh, the doors of education are open at all institutions. Uh, and we have we have fought valiant for, valiantly for that uh, over the years. Um, some say, Harold, I don't know how true this is. We have to see the evidence. Some say, Harold, that this decision will result in a rise in applications at HBCUs because uh, the message that might be sent is that uh, other institutions, predominantly white institutions in particular, are not as open. Uh, Their doors are closing. Um, We'll have to see what that results in. Uh, But I can guarantee you that what we will be doing at Howard University is making sure that our educational experience is the, is the best that it possibly be so that whoever wants to come in our doors be guaranteed that we're going to give them the best uh, best experience we can. How do you see Howard's role in in the broader community uh, District of Columbia in, in the region and indeed the world I'm sure you're already you know well very much familiar with our alternative spring break which I, I just I've I've found it to be one of the most enriching experiences for students and and I'm personally looking forward to you having an opportunity to really see that in action because yeah they're still young but the level of maturity, the intellectual muscle that is built with alternative spring break is unparalleled. With that, with that said, um, how, how can you, Dr. Vincent, grow that Howard University experience beyond you know, Georgia Avenue? So I do believe, Harold, that we as a campus must be community minded. Mm. That is something that is, uh, again, dyed in the wool, part of who we are. And it's our responsibility uh, to figure out how we can maximize our impact in our region, in our town, in our city. This is something that, um, again, is just part of being a 21st century institution and particularly an HBCU. So uh, I don't yet know what those pathways will look like, Harold. I'll be honest with you, because I'm still six weeks in. Yeah. But let me uh, assure you that my eyes are open to making sure that we have those opportunities for our students, that we partner with um, organizations throughout the city and throughout the region. And uh, uh, we, we partner with our government, uh, with D.C. Uh, uh, with DC uh, local government. As well, because um, I was just with uh, the mayor yesterday, and I know that there are there are avenues for our students to uh, to participate in, and it's a partnership, and we'll discover this better together. What is the, what is the thing that has surprised you most in these past six weeks? What is it that you didn't know before you took on the position that you know now? Harold, I'll be 100% honest with you. And uh, it's kind of going back to where I started our conversation. 
has to do with our students. Um, I had heard how good they were. I had heard how uh, dedicated they are and, and just how talented they are. I had no idea really how true that is. I've seen what I have, and again, I've been, what, seven, eight, nine different universities as a professor or administrator. I've never seen students like this. Um, and uh, I have more optimism in tomorrow today because of what I see every day, walking the, walk the yard, uh, walking up, uh, up and down Georgia Avenue, uh, the smiles I get, the high fives, the handshakes, um, and uh, I, I feel better about our future. Yeah. I, I think that's a, a good place to, to end this conversation. Uh, but I did want to say, you know, Dr. Benson, thank you for so much for talking to us. Congratulations. Thank you. It's always good to get a new job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, good luck to you. Thank you so much. Good, good luck to you. And, uh, you know, we are, you know, we're here for you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Also, we want to thank Howard University Police Chief Marcus Lyles for spending some time with us early in this conversation. That is the Daily Drum for this Thursday, August 19th. I'm Harold Fisher. Happy homecoming weekend, everybody. Good night. <laughs>